What's Your Story? from the Lutheran Church of the Atonement, Barrington, Illinois. Doug Bradbury here on the What's Your Story podcast, and with me uh, this afternoon is Pastor Sharice. Hi, Sharice. Mm-hmm. Hello, Doug. Good to be with you. You too. Sharice is dragging a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is the um, the uh, Sunday hangover that I always experience <laughs> in Jen, too, when we get there. It's like, I've talked to enough people. Yes. But we were talking today in church. You were preaching. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking today about Moses' story. So tell us, what was the, the most important thing you wanted people to walk away with in talking about Moses' story? Yeah, it, it, it's such a rich story. I could have written probably 300 sermons out of, yeah. the, out of that text. <laughs> There's so much. But I think when you pair it up with the gospel story we had today of the mustard seed, which I didn't even get to, um, you really get the, the nugget is that the hiddenness of God which I think is hard for a lot of people. You know, how can God be known and how can God be hidden at the same time? And, uh, but Martin Luther wrestled with that as well. What does it mean to be hidden? And I think um, to remember that it's God in everything, not that God is everything. Mm. Like this table is not God, but if you think about the wood that this table is made from and God created everything, then God is in everything. And I think that kind of changes us in how we approach people or the world, um, even how we approach ourselves. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And uh, we shared a story today from the booth here in worship, and it was John mm-hmm. McLaughlin, I believe. Yes. He had a great description of God as the slowpoke God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what was your reaction to that when you heard John talk about God as a slowpoke? I think it was just brilliant because we want to rush to answers. We want to um, smooth out the rough places in our lives. And I think in that rushing, we miss so much. And so then we want to blame that or throw that on God. Why aren't you listening to my prayers? Why aren't you solving this for me? But yet at the same time as we hold that, we also want a patient God. We want some mm-hmm. a God who is patient with us when we are trying to figure things out, when we are not as loving as we want to be. So. God is steadfast in patience in all of that, in struggle and in life. And so we name God as slowpoke, but I don't think God is slowpoke at all. God is steady. Um, God is love. And so it's the names we assign to it because that's the feeling we have. I want to get through this hard place. I want to get on to the next. Always in a rush. Yeah. Always in a rush. And those, those names played a big part in Moses' story, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, both Moses questioning who he was mm-hmm. and his name, and then asking God what's his. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that, that, that answer, that I am that I am, mm-hmm. or I am who I say that I am, or I will be who I want to be, uh, that those those various translations of Yahweh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what yeah. does that name mean to to you? How do you experience God in that name? So I always have to fight. Um, the word in my head is snarky. You know <laughs> mm-hmm. why God? Why are you being so snarky? Why don't you just tell us? Mm-hmm. And I think again, that's the humanness in us. We want the quick and easy answer. We want the fastness. I mean, Yahweh was the breath. That that God's name was so holy that people couldn't even say it. 
And so it was it was the breath, the in and out breath. And 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 we don't know the translation. We make a leap and say it's Yahweh. And, and so I am who I am or I will be who I will be. In Hebrew, there's only three tenses. There's a past, present, and future tense. And so sometimes it's hard to know what um, tense because the word looks the same. Context is everything Mm. when you read it in Hebrew. And so when we slow down and we realize that God is in everything, that I am in everything, and Jesus says, I think what helps us understand this is in John's gospel, Jesus calls himself the, you know, the I am statements. And Jesus, I think the best one that I've come up with lately is Jesus says, I am the gate. I am the gate. Mm. And I think that gate kind of resonates with me that is the gateway then to, to life, to understanding relationships and people and meaning of life. And so the slowpoke part resonated with me that we need to slow down from the hurriedness of life to see God in everything. So um, it, I, I, just, I just love that play on words, the slowpoke. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, so we're going to take a listen now to John's full story just to let people hear more yeah. of it uh, here on the podcast. So we'll take a listen to that and we'll talk a little bit after that. I can talk about two things. I can talk about chronic pain and I can talk about depression. The chronic pain is something that I had to endure for about four years or so. It was a problem with my back and uh, I didn't think it was ever going to get any better. I had had two spinal fusions. I'd had the corticosteroid injection shots and uh, no relief. And, uh, fortunately, I never had to rely on it and really seldom used hydrocodone. That's as strong as I ever was. Uh, but I didn't want to get messed up with that. I would, I, I would ask God, when, if ever, is this going to end? I don't know if I, if I got any kind of an answer, it was more of an ephemeral answer, something that couldn't be put into words. And so basically, I thought I wasn't getting an answer from him. But one thing I had in me was the desire to just keep plugging forward and get better and do everything I could. And uh, I was not willing to take no for an answer. I walked out of a surgeon's office at one of the major hospitals in the city and uh, the doctor said, well, here's some steroids, here's another order for physical therapy, maybe it'll go away. Those were his words. It didn't go away. I was not satisfied with that. So I found a doctor and I found a hospital in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I'll be darned if He didn't fix me, and when I woke up from the surgery, the pain was gone. And for that, I am forever grateful. The recovery was not fun. I endured three, four weeks of muscle spasms that seemed to come out of nowhere, but that, that was because I was learning to use my body again the right way. So, John, how did it feel during those times when you were in pain? and you were praying, how did you know that you could keep on going back to God asking Him? Because I knew that I never wanted to give up. 
because I knew that in order for me to deal with this, I needed to keep trusting God. And it was a hard thing to do. It's like praying for an enemy. It's hard to pray for an enemy. It's hard to pray for somebody who's hurt you, but that's what you do. So that type of pain can leave you. And so I just kept praying and asking God. I get real angry at him sometimes. There's no question about that. But he answered my prayer. And that was a good thing. It took a long time for him to answer your prayer, it sounds like. He's a slowpoke, this God of ours. And I'm not sure why that is. I guess it's because we need time to learn things. And not just learn them, but we need time for those lessons that he teaches us to sink in and truly know that he is God. It sounds like you really have a lot of trust and faith uh, that you were willing to continue to pray to ask for relief from this pain. So you must have had a track record, some kind of history, or is it just a spiritual gift of faith that you have? Well, somehow it was instilled in me not to give up. Um, I certainly did not learn that from my parents. In fact, I learned just the opposite. But, um, and this kind of leads me into the other topic of the depression. I've suffered from chronic depression for years. And uh, it's the type that has become resistant to medication. And when family members make mistakes when they when they screw up and it seems like your extended family is just kind of falling apart that's when depression can really sneak up on you as it, as it did to me some years back and I, I just I didn't didn't think I'd ever get out of that but then I discovered a, uh, a treatment FDA approved covered by Medicare called TMS transcranial magnetic stimulation and uh, I am right now in the process of finishing up that uh, five or six weeks what it is is basically a magnet feels like a woodpecker pecking against the side of my head that doesn't sound pleasant uh, it's not as bad as you might think but there are the only side effects from it are occasional headaches I had a little nausea in the beginning but it works that is a godsend. Um, but again, I'll just go back to one of my original statements. I just did not want to give up. There's things that I am doing now that I never thought I'd do before. I, I am retired, but I do volunteer work for the Barrington Area Council on Aging. I'm a docent at the Barrington White House. Uh, I work with the Humanities Committee for the Barrington Cultural Committee. And despite the three hand surgeries I've had over the past two years, I'm still learning to play guitar. I'm a little bit behind <laughs> because of the surgeries, and those are something that I didn't expect to happen, thank you, Lord. But they did. But I just it's just not in me to, to give up. 
it is me to sit down it is within me to sit down and sleep and just say the heck with it I've had it but it's okay to rest uh, and it's okay to let God do his work and, and, and to listen to your body and God speaks to me somehow through all that and when I heard Paul Hines speak this morning gave me the courage to to come in here because I really had decided I didn't want to. I've shared my story so many times uh, where I'm getting sick of hearing about it, but I really felt called to do that, and, and I thank Paul for that. So here I am. Are we, well, I certainly appreciate your being in here, and I, one thing that I keep on hearing you say is there was something instilled in you to keep pushing forward. When did you discover you had that? Was that a surprise to you? And where do you think it came from? You said it didn't come from your parents. When I was very, very small, I grew up for the first couple of years of my life. I grew up in uh, Rogers Park on Seeley Avenue. There was a woman that, that lived across the courtway from us in, a, in another apartment. And really, all I can remember about her is that I, I had was walking down the stairs with my mother and waving goodbye to this woman. I can't even remember her name. And she had given me a bag of M&Ms and you know, how good is that? But that woman became a nun at some point. And I like to think that she just sensed that I needed help. And I really think that she had been praying for me for all those years. She's, I'm sure she's way dead and gone now. But uh, that may have been the spark. Somebody wow. else. So through the hands and feet and prayers and, and thoughts of another person, you feel like God instilled this sense of just keep on plugging away, keep pushing forward. Yeah. And one of the most important things it's, is, is community. You've got to reach out. Uh, find people that are safe people that you can talk to that are willing not to solve your problems but just simply to listen because that's so cathartic but community that's a big part of uh, keeping me sane. John I really appreciate your sharing the story today especially since you were reluctant at first so I'm glad that Paul uh, helped move you forward um, to do this. So I really, really do appreciate that. And you said that you feel like you've told your story a lot. And I know I've heard bits and pieces, but I have learned more today about you, and I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. He talks about his struggles, and, and I know, you know, there's more to that, but it's mostly the physical struggles. And I think it's interesting because as we get older and our bodies start to not respond the way we want them to, it just feels at the same time, life has been fast and now it's slow. So when you get older, that, that gosh, time has just felt, it's like, where did it, it go? slows way down, yeah. And now it slows down, but the, I want it to speed up again so I can be <laughs> whole, so I can live like I used to, so this arm used to work so well. You know, make it work again, mm. you know, make it mm -hmm. work. And, and so he has a really great story about, you know, needing, he, he needed to slow down in order to see God. And in God's time, you know, it is being healed. And um, I think as you get older, 
life has changed. It's not, you know, bodies break down. They, mm. um, they're not going to work the same as they used to be able to work. And I think that's for a good reason. It makes us slow down. Yeah, makes us slow down and experience God in a, in mm-hmm. a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we really appreciate John sharing that story. Yeah. And you have the same opportunity to share those stories. We're here out in the gathering place every Sunday. If you'd like to come by and tell your story or if you're working in your small group and a really interesting story comes up, we'd love to have you come into the booth and tell that as well. I'm going to ask you, Sharice, for a story connected to Moses. What's your Moses story? Where where have you, um, has God seemed hidden and, uh, and you later saw him there or looked back and found him there? So many stories in my life. And um, I think it's always interesting as a pastor, if you ask any pastor, they always have a call story. Mm-hmm. And I think as you go forward in life, sometimes the call story that you started with it changes, you know, it's mm. God in everything, right? So I think that th- the surprising thing about my call story is I didn't expect to receive it when I did. It was at an Easter sermon, and it was a story of Mary at the tomb and, and Jesus calling her name. And what I was surprised with is is I, I, I took that Easter sermon, not thinking a lot about it, but for a whole summer after that, Every Bible story I opened, every um, daily reading scripture that I opened, my eyes were so open to this word call. You are called, you are chosen. You are called, you are chosen. And so that was my call story for a long time. And that was very sacred. That was a sacred space for me to reflect on. But now that I'm five years into ministry, I look back at that same story of Mary at the tomb and Jesus saying to Mary, do not cling to me. And... I've always read that again, um, going back to snarky God. You know, <laughs> what is this Jesus? You know, well, don't cling to me. About? Yeah. yeah, why, why, uh, what are you, you know, how can, how can you be so cruel? But I think what I read into that now and the hiddenness of that story is don't cling to me in the old ways of thinking. Keep moving forward. Don't cling to those old ways. Keep, keep keep going and keep digging and keep finding the richness and that's the living word of god that it's always um it's always being made new as just as we are being made new every day thank you for that yeah yeah what's um what's being made new for you right now oh wow um i'm going to be a grandparent again for the third time congratulations so new life is coming and we're so excited about that um, new is um, getting ready to receive PADS guests. Mm, and that's, our, uh, our, this week starting, yes? Yes, starting on Thursday until the end of April. And mm. so I'm really excited to see our people serve and what it calls forth in them. And the newness for our congregation as we um, discover you know, who we are as a people of God and to hear all those stories as they um, learn God's story in that service. So that is that is really um, an exciting place, um, uh, just to walk with people and have the privilege of walking yeah, with our people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's so seen so much activity mm-hmm. around that launch. So many people engaged. Just a great team. Yeah. So excited to see that and the stories that'll come out of there as well. There will be there will be many, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we'll be we'll be led and we'll be taught. And there's so many intersections of justice and stories and places that we can grow and discover about ourselves. But the people here are ready. They are they are so willing and and open to that ministry. 
and I think that the time is is right in God's time. It is right. So right. well, thanks for using your last bit of energy here in the you booth bet. today. You bet. And we uh, appreciate your bringing uh, God's word to us today. You're welcome. And for today, that's our story. Now, what's your story? This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Praising my Savior all the day long.